Brave face, talk lightly. A Magnus Archives fan fiction, written by Screech Fox, read by God of Laundry Baskets. Bandaging the bite on his hand is more complicated than John would have expected. I can't believe you never learned how to do first aid, Daisy comments, watching him with quiet amusement. With how much you get injured, I'd have thought you'd be an expert by now. Funnily enough, John hisses as his fingers slip and a wave of pain makes his hand twitch. My academic lifestyle never gave me much reason to learn. Yeah, but since you became the head archivist here? I've, uh, I've been busy. Daisy looks to the ceiling as though sending a prayer to whatever god will listen. She shakes her head as she looks back at him. John didn't know anyone could roll their eyes so pointedly. You're hopeless is what you are. Yes, thank you, Daisy. Despite the sarcasm, John offers her a small smile and flickers into a wince almost instantly. This is painful to watch. Look, give it here. Raising her eyebrows, Daisy stares at him until he relents and places his bleeding hand in hers. The skin of her hand is rough, but the firm pressure of her hand helps John's breathing to ease. With her free hand, she rummages in the first aid kit that sits on the table next to them. She produces a fresh dressing and a tube of unidentifiable cream. John thinks he spots the word antiseptic written on its side. Yes, that would have been a good idea, wouldn't it? Daisy peers at the bite. The sharpness of her gaze reminds John uncomfortably of a predator looking at a wounded animal and licking its lips. Then the moment passes, and he exhales. It doesn't look that deep, she informs him. I figure with your magic healing, it should be fine in a couple of days. Daisy begins applying the ointment, and John's half-laugh becomes an abrupt inhale. How? They both fall silent, except for the occasional hitches in John's breath. For once, it feels like a natural lull in their conversation. John doesn't want to distract Daisy, and she wouldn't want to be distracted. She's dressing his wound with a meticulous precision, and he finds himself observing her movements, though. He tries to memorize every action she takes, Chances are he'll get himself injured again soon, and he needs to know how to do this himself. It's unfair to rely on Daisy's pity like this. Her eyes flicker up to his face, and she huffs. We stop chatting for three minutes and you start brooding? John laughs, the sound dry and dusty, even to his own ears. <laughs> I'm... I'm sorry. It's been a long day. I kind of guessed. Where'd you pick this up anyway? Her rabid dog? Her tone is airy, almost flippant. There's something hidden in its depths, 
but he can't begin to pick it out. No, it was a wolf man. John knows how stupid that sounds even before he says it. Daisy snorts. <laughs> You're serious. I know. Statement of Lawrence Mortimer, I believe. Attacked by a wolf man on a hunting trip in Virginia. Apparently, they aren't only American phenomenon. Either that, or you're just lucky. How many scars are you up to now? Too many. He sighs. And it's always the hands as well. Daisy paused, looking him over with an assessing guy. It actually went for your hand? Her tone betrays more confusion than she'd probably prefer. Uh, no. I suppose not. It went for my throat. My hand was, well, I blocked it. More or less. John demonstrates, pulling his hand from her grip to shield his neck. She tugs it back, her lips pressed together in annoyance, but nods. Sloppy, but it did the job, she judges. John opens his mouth to object, but she continues, her gaze focused on the bite. Let me guess, Basira shot it enough that you could get away. Even though she seems to be finished, Daisy's grip is tied around his fingers. Her hair falls in front of her face, obscuring her expression. When she runs her other hand through it, tucking loose strands behind her ear, it falls right back down again. She's unhappy, clearly. John doesn't really know what about. Not about him being injured. She's been gently mocking him for that since she found him. Basira being in danger, maybe? Maybe she's angry that she isn't out there, hunting monsters like she used to. Uh, n no, not exactly. I don't think gunshots are even that effective against... John cuts his nervous rambling off. Daisy looks up, though, curiosity gleaming for us dark in the depths of her eyes. Well, I... I was on my own. Aside from the wolfman, I mean. Daisy's eyebrows raise. I, uh... I... looked... at it, and it ran away. While her expression remains expectant, John sighs, motioning to a set of pages sitting on the table. A tape recorder whirs beside them. The paper is faintly blood-splattered. The writing is scratchy and unfamiliar, though he wrote it with his own hand. She falls silent again. Her lips are pressed together again, and she stares at him with a well of some emotion John can't name. Pity for the monster. Maybe. I've only done it once before, but it was my only chance. He's not sure if he's trying to convince her or himself. Either way, it sounds like a transparent realization to his ears. Daisy tightens her grip on his hand. Is that why you are unconscious on the floor? I... Y yes... It takes a lot out of me, even more than a regular statement. 
Daisy tilts her head. She glances across at the papers, but she doesn't move to read them. She doesn't even shift to switch the tape recorder off, which is more of a relief than it should be, if John's honest. All that blood on the paper. Not exactly sanitary, is it? I'll redo it on fresh paper later, John says, knowing that he won't. If he copied it, he'd lose the soul of it. It would just be paper and ink written in his own neat handwriting, utterly worthless. Now there's a neuroses for him to psychoanalyze when he gets a moment alone. Daisy nods. John feels a rush of guilt at the lie immediately, and there's something like nausea rising in his chest. The truth demands to be spoken. He tries to ignore the pressure. It isn't as though she'll go looking for the statement to check if he's rewritten it. If she notices this particular inner turmoil, and she almost certainly does, she doesn't comment on it. She just looks at him, expression gaining the distance of contemplation. A bite from a wolfman, huh? I suppose I should keep an eye on you next full moon. John forces a laugh but it feels more natural than he'd expected. Her hand is warm and solid against his, and slowly, he lets himself relax again. <laughs> yes, I suppose so. The End Thank you for listening.